Are you happy now? <laughs> you got the truth out. Worst date ever, Al. <laughs> confidence and dating coaching mostly and mm. like social skills so I have online courses that are already done they can just buy sometimes I'll do workshops and I do like actual like one-on-one zoom coaching that's mm. pretty involved like they'll sign up for a three-month program sometimes I'll do continued coaching for cool. like several months so yeah and yeah how did you so how did that come to be um I've been doing it actually for the coaching for eight years. Yeah. I and like then how I, you turn on your podcast voice. My podcast. <laughs> I know, right? I'm projecting and louder. Ah, uh, and it's true. It's it's hard because I have like my I'm my coaching voice. To me, yeah. Like my job coaching. No, job you're you're voice. good. Yeah. And then I have like my comedy voice, mm-hmm. and I have my like normal voice. So yeah, when I talk about work, I feel like I have to be like, ooh, I'm professional. So it's yeah. like it's actually. It feels weird to me, like, talking about my work and then talking about comedy stuff or dating oh, like stuff because things. it's like, okay. that has been a conflict of interest for me, for sure. Because they seem in line. Well, not once I start ta- talking about, like, telling mm. jokes about my dating life. Oh, okay. Right? And then I'm like, here, let me, like, solve your dating issues. Mm. Which I actually, like, I'm very good at the dating coaching. Um, and I feel like dating coaches notoriously have had well, the they, most messed up dating lives. If you can't do it, you teach. Like. <laughs> but also like, I think especially for women, women, you get to your thirties and like, if you've been single a long time, like you, you've tried everything. Like you've worked on yourself, you know, your shit, mm. you've done a lot. Like most of my friends have done therapy, energy healing, whatever men and not as much, maybe I shouldn't generalize, but yeah. So like, that's why, you know, a lot of dating coaches, like they've done so much work on themselves and they've done so much dating. Um, so it doesn't really matter if they're single or not because mm. they can help you with your issues. So when you say yeah. uh, dating coach, that's not like go out there. And it's not like pickup artistry. Meet. Okay. Uh, it's more like find a partner and yeah. get in a relationship type deal. Yeah, I only work with introverts and only actually 35 plus. Oh. So they're like serious. Sometimes they've never had a girlfriend or they were married for a long time and now they're trying to get back in, into dating. And that's mostly men? Um, I coach more men than okay. women. How yeah. do you uh, identify? Like you'd have someone come in, they're 35, they fit the profile and then you talk to them and you're like, you are not an introvert. I'm sorry. This is not for you. <laughs> well, they find me like they already come to me right. because I'm an introvert coach. So, so someone specifically would look up introvert coach. Exactly. And actually okay. a lot of times they'll find me, yeah, through Google search. But I also have like my social media mm. built up. My website has a high ranking. I have like Facebook page groups that have a cool. big following. So yeah, people come to me for that. But sometimes, yeah, an extrovert slips in and I'm like... I can feel it, and I don't enjoy it as much. I don't like working really? with extroverts. No, I, I feel the difference. The difference. I really like working with introverts. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Okay, what's what's the difference in how it feels to work with one versus the other? Well, I mean, I work with introverts. Like, I've been working with, with introverts for, um, like I said, nine years. So it's my specialty. Mm. So, you know, you want to work within your niche, but also... When I do the consultation, just the way that an extrovert communicates and answers the questions mm. is different than an introvert would. Oh. Um, I think introverts, like, take their time more, more thoughtful. Sometimes extroverts can be, like, all over the place with their answers mm. and, like, long-winded, um, which is fine. But it, it can be, like, a lot more draining for me because you're really, like, I'm really, like, guiding the call. I'm managing people's emotions. Mm. So it can be... A little overwhelming sometimes. I'm I'm glad I'm working with introverts. That's all. I'm are you so? Are you introverted, extroverted? I'm introverted. Yeah. Okay. Because it's been kind of all over the place now, especially with this new trend of like a introverted extrovert thing. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of that? Mm-hmm. So how do you 
how do you tell in terms of someone interacting aside from like what you said with uh, kind of being all over the place and, and jumping in sort of high energy? Well, for me now, because I've been doing this so long and writing about not just dating and confidence, but all introvert topics, mm. like I can spot an introvert really easily. There are lots of telltale signs because an introvert can be really friendly. They mm. could be a comedian. They can get on stage. They can perform um, and they can be social, but often like there is a time limit to the socializing so maybe like after half an hour or something you'll see them start to like go quiet a little bit or they might be social but they'll just kind of observe more Mm. especially in group conversations and they just tend to like take more time to think of what they're going to say so yeah when I'm going to do stand-up and if I'm going to do crowd work especially then I actually do exercises, like word association exercises to get my mm. brain firing, which I think is good for everyone. But I, I don't naturally, I'm not naturally able to come up with things on the spot like that. Whoa. Yeah, I really have trained my brain to do it. Yeah, I think it's just different communication mm. style. So that's kind of going into my next question. Can you become extroverted as an introvert and vice versa? Mm, uh, I, I don't think so. Like, I think, you know, they've done studies that show introvert traits in infants. Mm. I think the test was that they made a loud noise, uh, in front of infants and the ones who reacted more ended up becoming introverts and the ones who reacted less became extroverts. Oh. And the brain of an introvert is wired differently. Like there's more gray matter. So I think it's something that's more or less hardwired but you can always change your behavior Mm. it's just that you're still gonna maybe have the same sensitivities and the same challenges sensitivities uh so introverts tend to be yeah i didn't mention that introverts tend to be more sensitive to stimulation and that's why they get overwhelmed by socializing oh so it's not just like talking to people it's being in really busy crowded environments Mm. and like if there's lots of loud noise that's more draining for introverts it's overstimulating so that's why they would want to Go home and recharge after a period of time. Mm. I think that is one of the things that you can like desensitize yourself a little bit, but it's still going to have effects on you. So it's, I always tell introverts, you know, you should try and shape your world around your introversion. Like don't just expect to live like an extrovert and feel at your best because sure you can push yourself and you can desensitize yourself a little bit, but then you're losing your best qualities. You're losing some of your intuition, your gifts of observation. Yeah. Maybe your creativity. Like definitely when I'm overstimulated, it's a lot harder for me to be creative. That's wild. Cause I never thought about doing that. I always, I just kind of like, Oh, you know, you get used to your environment or whatever and kind of assimilate or things just happen and you're functioning, but haven't thought about how it affects best qualities. Yeah, for sure. Just, so what do you think you are? I think I'm introverted. Why makes you say that? Uh, I don't know, because I would much rather choose like a relaxing scene. Not necessarily quiet, but like a time at the beach or whatever with like one or two people as opposed to like a big group party. Mm-hmm. But I'm also like, is that because I'm old? <laughs> <laughs> that is a thing too. I, I don't mind dating introverts or extroverts, but I did date someone who was quite extroverted or seemed quite extroverted Mm. but he was older like he was 42 at the time and so he had slowed down quite a bit yeah so we matched up in that way like he liked his like Mm. downtime he liked to just like cook at home and just be more chill and so I found like that was it was a good match in that way like if he was like go 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 all the time and always needed to be the center of tension um even at home yeah then that wouldn't have worked but okay so because that's why i'm conflicted because (laughs) well it could be different issues for why i want to be the center of attention every now and then but there's certain aspects of my personality that are kind of more extroverted and i can definitely turn it on but i do feel it'll it depends on which environment i'm in but i most of the time i'd say like 70 percent of the time i end up feeling drained so that's why i'm like eh, probably not extroverted yeah, I mean, my I don't know you very well. My impression would be, like, a little more on the extroverted side. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I haven't had that many, like, actual conversations with you. Yeah. And that's when you see it more. Like, you can't tell by the way someone is on stage. Mm. Oh, yeah, because it's, it's an act. 
Yeah, it's a performance. And that's yeah. why I hate when people are like, you can't be an introvert. You do stand-up comedy. Or I saw your comedy. You're not an introvert. I'm like, that's two minutes. Or not two minutes. It's ten minutes or whatever. Yeah. It's just a performance. It's like when I used to perform in dance. It's a persona that you're embodying. I don't mm. walk around like all sexy all the time, like flipping my I mean, hair. you could. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do sometimes. <laughs> uh, and then what are some of the biggest hangups that people have with dating from your experience? The people I work with? Yeah. Well, because I'm working with introverts, I see specifically introverts who are 35 plus who yeah. really want to find the right person. Mm-hmm. Um, especially for the women, a lot of them have trouble opening up on dates and um, trouble with physical touch. Mm. A lot of them feel really uncomfortable with physical touch in the first few dates. Uh, not that they don't want any kind of physical touch. They just like feel a little bit inhibited mm. to even like... So with flirting, they wouldn't feel comfortable just like naturally just touching their arm or their leg okay. or... So they they give off like a, a closed vibe, mm. and so often like that's a big that's a big thing. Yeah, because you feel like there's no connection. Exactly, yeah. and then like sometimes they even get feedback like you know you just seem closed off. Mm. Um, so that's that's a big thing, and then for the men, often it's being able to feel comfortable initiating conversation, keeping the conversation going, and, and being more playful and flirty instead of serious, mm. and. Uh, Feeling more comfortable with women in general. Yeah. It's very different. It's so different coaching men and women. The challenges are are very different because the great thing about coaching men is like if a man comes to me and he really wants to find his life partner mm-hmm. and he's made the decision and he's committed to the process, then it's all on him. Like he can take all the initiative mm. and really go for it. Whereas if a woman comes, like, she's more on, she has to be a little bit more on the receiving end, unfortunately. There's, you know, she can't be as aggressive and just go for it. Why not? Um, you know why. You know why. I mean, yeah, it's 2022. I could say, oh, yeah, like, just, like, go be a cougar and, or whatever. Just be super aggressive. But it just doesn't work out most of the time. If right. you're, like, for some, in some cases it does, but... Sure, like you can, you can flirt and, and make yourself available and talk to men, but it's just a different energy. Mm. Like that's what I mean. Overall, the energy of a man who's like, "I want a life partner," he can have that energy of pursuit and I'm going for it. Whereas, like a woman who has that energy of like, "I'm going for it," determination that can be actually pushing away what mm. she wants more in her favor. Often to be more in flow and just take as it comes. Yeah, switch on her like sensuality and femininity. And I'm sorry, this sounds archaic, but like oftentimes that's just how it is. Mm. So yeah, we work with that and uh, it's super fun. I really, I really love dating coaching. So I have a whole program that I've developed over the years, specifically for introverts and for deep level transformation. So we actually always address what the blocks are. So we will identify like what the limiting beliefs and stories Mm -hmm. and patterns are and actually use different methods to release them. That's a super important part of the process. And we we set goals and come up with a strategy for them. And then we also go through and do more of the practical things of like how to open up and feel more comfortable, practical conversation tips, like how to choose topics and questions that create a spark instead of having it feel like an interview or like talking with your coworker at a barbecue, like, which is, that can be a big issue for, Mm. for people is like, oh, the conversations fall flat. Like it just feels like small talk. So we will do actually do conversation practice Mm -hmm. and I'll like rewrite their dating profile and help them with style advice. That's more for the men than the women, to be honest. Really? The style edit. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the women, it's super easy. Like, I don't think men are as focused on... I think men appreciate when a woman dresses nicely, but the women I work with, usually they it's they don't need a lot of help with style, mm. whereas the men... It's like, yeah, maybe, you know, not Velcro shoes. Maybe shoes <laughs> with laces. But... Um, Velcro shoes are pretty cool. They're back in style. You're right. <laughs> Especially when they have the lights on them. Oh my God. Or like wheels. Yeah. No, that'd be if I was working with Gen Z's. 
Yeah. Yeah, we do a lot of that. You and then, like, th- I actually sometimes help them with, like, humor as well. Oh. When we're doing the conversation stuff. Do you write jokes stuff. for them? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so cheesy if I, like, wrote a specific yeah. joke. No, I just, I help them with actual, like, how to be funny. Um, so how to come up with funny analogies. I give them the exercises that I do before sets to prime my brain. And then... Okay. Like actual joke structures, like act outs and reverses mm. and stuff, like things that you can actually integrate into conversation. Mm. So yeah, it's cool. I get to use like all the different skills that I have. And so you you mentioned dating profiles for men. Mm-hmm. Are there specific websites that you're like, all right, go use those? Or, no, because no. it's different for everyone, and they're mostly in the states. So yeah, it depends. Like because they have coffee meets bagel there. Mm. We don't then, have that here. I don't think we do. Oh. If if we do, no one's using it. So we have both coffees and bagels. Wow. <laughs> yeah, what's up with not having coffee meets bagel? Um, yeah, so like mostly they'll be on Match.com, Hinge, Bumble, hmm. the usual. Because they're older, they will use Match and sometimes eHarmony. Right. And uh, from your experience, which one was like the... No, I think it really depends on the city and who like the client themselves Mm -hmm. because also I, so one client who I worked with through like nine months of the pandemic, who would never, he never had a girlfriend. And then he, after like about three, four months of coaching, he met a girl on, um, it was actually a personality type dating app. So like Myers-Briggs personality types, like INTJ, INFP, Mm -hmm. yada, yada. So it was one of those like super small pool of people Mm. And he said there were tons of issues with it, but he, the one girl he started chatting with, chatting with her and the app stopped working. So he had to get off the app and he liked her. And I'm like, well, you know, maybe you should like chat with other people too. And he's like, yeah, but he never, he didn't want to, like he just, yeah. he just wouldn't. <laughs> and then he, he ended up marrying her. Oh, They're wow. married now. Yeah. Happened super fast. Like by the, by the end of our coaching, they were engaged. Wild. Yeah, which is like best case scenario. That's why he stopped coaching. He's like, I think I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so really, don't you, really cool. You don't uh, think that sometimes it might be a little too quick? Well, in that case, it was like, if you think of it, like he was in his 40s and he really wanted a family and he wanted right. But that's, the so- right person and he'd never had a girlfriend. He was like looking for that one person mm. and this woman was like the same. Like she really wanted that as well. They really liked each other and they were like perfect for each other, you know? So I think in that case, when you get older, if you meet someone that you really click with and you want the same things, Mm. I think, yeah, in that case, it made sense. But it takes so much longer to like, cause you're like, oh, it was the right person, but they got married what? After six months, a year. So I think they got married after like a year. I say in that case, it was the right thing. Because of that client, like mm. who that person was. Like, I wouldn't do that probably. Who knows? Maybe Why I not? would. Because, um, yeah, I just think it, it would take, uh, for me, I would just want a bit longer. But I think everyone's different. In a way, like, it's nice that they were both a fresh, like, clean slate. Like, they neither of them had dated that much. Mm. I think when you've dated a lot, then you have more baggage, right? And you okay. you have more hang-ups to deal with have you <laughs> through your coaching have yeah. you accidentally created a fuckboy at any point oh no god no 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 <laughs> jesus no first of all in the state second of all i would professional boundaries no because i'm just imagining like someone in in their 40s like that's never had a girlfriend and then almost like <laughs> gave them the key to the castle yeah first then, of all they're not all like that some of them are actually like attractive and great men that's not what i'm i, I yeah we're talking about some hang-ups because i know for like for myself in my 20s i was meeting women i was i was talking but it like something just wasn't mm-hmm. clicking yeah and then once it clicked uh it clicked and uh, yeah. so that's what I'm referring to. Like, is like uh, clicking with the client? No, well, like just a small <gasps> oh! piece of the puzzle just kind of 
Do you mean like I turned him into a fuckboy? Or I thought you yeah. meant like I turned him into a fuckboy for me. No, oh no, no, absolutely. <laughs> that would be like, unethical. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean like created one for oh. for the world. Um, no. I mean, I've had clients who they they are attractive and they have success on the apps oh. in getting matches. But they couldn't convert it to like a relationship or... They just had other issues they wanted to work with as far as like finding the right person mm. and really nailing it down a relationship but yeah i've had clients who had no no problems fucking right <laughs> if they okay. wanted to but they're right. like well I, I want something more fulfilling all right that's but no no i think usually they're <laughs> past that phase if they ever were in that phase and i think there are less introvert fuck boys than extroverted ones really yeah because it's also tied to like your dopamine receptors like Extroverts crave that dopamine hit more, mm. and introverts don't. Like, and that's part Have of what I've been stand. an extrovert my whole life. <laughs> maybe I'm an introverted extrovert. Yeah, maybe. Damn. Do you like how how do you go about figuring out the the right person for the person? Yeah, there is a point in the coaching where. I actually have a full list of questions that we go through mm. together. It's like my targeting Mr. and Mrs. Right set of yeah. questions. And so we go through like, what, what is the label? Like, what do you want? Do you want a partner, girlfriend, boyfriend, soulmate? Uh, so the, cause the label matters. It's mm-hmm. so like, what kind of relationship are you looking for? What are their qualities and characteristics, even up to their financial situation? Mm-hmm. So getting really specific about that. Narrowing it down to, okay, what are the deal breakers where, like, absolutely they cannot have this. They cannot be a smoker. They cannot not care about their health. Or they cannot live in another city. Is there, like, a common deal breaker that you just wouldn't expect? No, not really. It's pretty... It's pretty all over the place. Because one thing I say is, like, well, an important deal breaker Mm. is whatever, like, was a stopping point in your past dating life. Oh. So if your stopping point was you kept dating emotionally unavailable people or the people were un- emotionally unstable, unloyal, then that should be in your deal breakers. But people often would forget that. Yeah. Like the most important deal breaker, they forget. So I'm mm. like, what is that? So they'll have things like that. Also, what are the must-haves? Mm. So they have to have, you know, these three things. If they don't have the, all the other qualities, that's okay, but they have How to have How often are physical features on the must-haves? Hmm. Well, I think more often for the men, um, yeah. to be honest, but it's just something like I have to find them attractive. Are, oh, okay. All right. Because I was going to be like, are introverts more like boot people or ass <laughs> people? never like that. <laughs> Honestly, if it was that, I don't think they'd want to say that to me. It's never. <laughs> I would like to have trouble keeping a straight face. Sometimes it's hard. I've done consultations with people. Like yeah. ne- I've always liked my clients. But I've done consultations with people where I'm like, you're a piece of shit. I can't work with you. <laughs> oh, no. Where it's just like, like, for example, one person who like, who's like, I just want to fuck. Like, women hate me. They think I'm an asshole. I'm like, because you are. <laughs> so I'm like, I could never work with you because I didn't say this, but I'm like, I could never work with this person because I don't respect him. Mm. Like, I think he is a misogynist who hates women. <laughs> And, like, I don't think I can help him. Like, he doesn't actually want to improve himself. He just wants to fuck. Mm. I'm like, that's not what I do here. <laughs> Go find a pickup artist. He'll help you. Okay. Yeah, I didn't say that. No, I yeah. didn't say that, but I did. I, I, was, I, hope not, I was like, yeah. I had to be a little bit harsh in the end because he was just being horrible yeah. and kind of, like, mean to me almost. Like, kind of disrespectful to me. And I was like, um, yeah, I... I these are the reasons I can't work with you. It must have been really hard for him hating women so much and then coming to one for help. <laughs> I Honestly, yeah. yeah, I think so. But I think, you know, that's that's why pickup artistry is just so toxic because it attracts those kind of men. Is that still a thing? I thought it was done in like 2010. <laughs> totally. I think it's it's a little bit more uh, masked now. Yeah, they, they label it under like lifestyle coaching. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's less extreme now, I'd say. Like, there there are less guys doing magic and hypnotizing women. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, that's so funny. Uh. But here's, okay, here's one. I had someone do total pickup artist moves on me uh, a couple months ago. 
So I had just gone to a bar with a couple girlfriends. They were gone and I was waiting for my Uber outside the bar. So I was a sitting duck mm-hmm. by myself. This guy comes up with up to me and he's like, hey, are you single? I'm like, what That's kind quick. of opener is that? Like, have you had a medical checkup recently? Like, is that what we're, are we just like diving into the personal questions? He's like, shake my hand. And I was like, <laughs> okay. I shook his hand. He spun me around. Yeah. Did a bear hug and lifted me up in the air. No. Can you believe that? Personal boundaries and all. Right? No. (laughs) I'm like, excuse me? To an introvert, nonetheless. I know, right? And I'm like, okay, what sleazy pickup artistry video did you get this from? Yeah. He's like, what? No, I'm just being myself. (laughs) Younger guy or? No, he was like, I would say late 20s. And he was not bad looking. Tall. Decently dressed. He was like good looking enough. He didn't need all that BS. I don't know why he was doing that. And then pulled out his phone. He's like, okay, what's your number? (laughs) I'm like, I'm not giving you my number. There's my Uber. Bye. I mean, it was fun because I always share that kind of stuff with my um, Mm -hmm. dating email subscribers. But I was like, in what, on what planet does that work? Actually, no, I'm sure that works with some drunk girls. Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, that's one of the reasons why dick pics are around. Because at some point, it must have worked. <laughs> it must have worked with someone. Like, we're, we're not just... I mean, I'm not sending dick pics no more. Uh, but... <laughs> I'm not sending dick pics dot 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 anymore. Yeah. It's been about a couple weeks now. I'm off the dick pics. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to get my one month chip soon. Dick pics anonymous. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, I've relapsed a bunch of times in, in the year. It's been rough. Uh, yeah. I'm saying, because it must have worked at some times. But yeah. Do you get approached by men a lot? You know what? This summer, I have been approached more by men than any other time in my life. Like, so, so much. Same. Same. Yeah. I think people, like, after this pandemic, people are in heat. Mm. The summer's here. It's been really hot. And people are horny. So, I don't know. And and they want relationships. I'm going to tell myself that. (laughs) But yeah, no, I've been like approached so much, so much. It's like a lot in the street. Have you ever been approached by a guy and actually gone on a date with? Yeah, yeah, okay. for sure, for sure. Whenever so it still works, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm not on the app, so um, I only date people who approach me in real life because I'm a dating coach. Um, I mean, my philosophy is like, if a man approaches me, like I'm always open, even mm. if I don't find him attractive at all. Like I'm like, okay, let's see what he has to say or offer. Like I just like wide open. That sounds sexual. I don't want. I'm not like spread eagle. I'm just like okay. You're Hi. open to that experience. I'm open. Yeah. I try to like just like be present and mm-hmm. like be with them. Is that scary to men sometimes? What? That you're like engaged? That I'm engaged? Yeah. No, I think it's they're like it's nice, right? Yeah. Like um I'm not like gotta go. I don't I don't treat them like they're mm. one of those like clipboard fundraisers. Like, no, get oh. away from me. Um you know, I so I try to like be open and um if they ask me out and I'm like I don't have to be sure about them to say yes, but if I'm like, you can cancel. They're anytime, cool. Yeah. Then I'm like pretty open to accepting hmm. a first date. I I'd say I have better luck with um, guys asking me out after shows. Like that's happened. That's been happening a lot. Oh. Um. Yeah, which is interesting because I had always thought, you know, as a lot of female comedians think, like, oh, men get approached so much more mm-hmm. male comedians after shows because they're chuckle fuckers. Mm. Chuckle fuckers are always women, though, I have to say. And they're, you know, waiting after the show. Yeah. And they're like, you're so funny. And then they just, like, climb into bed with you so easily. If you're just, like, no even comment. <laughs> moderately attractive. Yeah. Like, if you're basically, like, not gross as a male comedian and you seem, like, not too awkward. Even if you're awkward. Mm. Whereas female comedians, it's just not the same. However, like, lately... Uh, I get, yeah, I get approached a lot after shows, like every week, I'd say, for the Mm. the last little while. That's Um, a lot of first dates. Yeah, I didn't go on dates with all of them, but uh, it's nicer after a show because I I feel, it's not the same, like when you're on a walk and you have your earbuds in and you get approached, it's like jarring and like, Mm. oh, I wasn't in that mode. But after a show, I'm pretty, feeling pretty social 
and I get to see them mm. and like see them with their friends and stuff. So you get more of their vibe. Okay. Uh, yeah. And they've heard me do stand up. Like they've heard the worst of it. I'm like, did you not hear all those red flags? <laughs> and you still want to ask me out? But um, it's a but it's a show though. So it's a or show. Or you do you actually feel do you feel like you have those red flags that you <laughs> mentioned in your jokes? No, I'm just kidding. But um, actually, I've I think part of it is like since I started being a little more vulnerable with my jokes. Um, people, people in general approach me more after shows and they're like, I really loved mm. your set. And it's different than like, oh, I thought you were funny. It's like they connected with it more. And I think they like see me more as a human being. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it takes. That's what it takes. I'm a person with feelings. I, th- I do think that's a big part of it actually, mm. which is nice. How's dating going for you mm. in general? There are ups and downs, you know. Um, <laughs> uh, ups and downs. Ups and... Yeah, I mean, I went on a date with someone that asked me out after a show last week, and we're he was pretty cool. We're mm. gonna go out again tomorrow, actually. Brunch date. Nothing sexier than a brunch date, right? <laughs> I mean, it could be. You get a couple extra mimosas in you, and <laughs> things start flowing. I don't know. Mm. That's the thing about being a comedian is like, I've I've had shows like almost every night, so it's hard to. to set up a date. Uh, yeah, that's been a common night. theme for last I'd say fifteen mm-hmm. or twenty episodes. Really? Yeah, where I'm uh-huh. like, can comedians even date? Like, mm. what's what's going on? And then I had a few that were long term relationships. And I'm like, tell me what you do. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. It, it, in the end, it seems you gotta sacrifice here and there mm-hmm. i would i mean a lot of the shows right now like you know i didn't have to do stand-up that night mm. you know like dropping in for a late show it's like i don't if i was dating someone yeah i would make the time and plus I, my schedule is really flexible during the day right so it's pretty easy for me to make time but it is yeah it's hard for me to date someone who's like nine to five and that's what i find too nine to five and is super scheduled like that was the issue I would see a lot on the apps, mm. especially men in their 30s. Like, they have their routines. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, you know, I have running club on Wednesday, and then I have, then I go to the gym on this. And it's like, dude, like, you have no space in your life. So, yeah. Do, do you ever match with someone? Do you convert matches to <laughs> clients ever? No. No. <laughs> God, no. And yeah, I'm really off. I've been off the apps for a few months. So like I I just checked them out when I was, uh, when I first got to Vancouver. Mm. I went on a few dates. Where where are you from? I'm from Ottawa. Okay. Yeah. I did live on the island for a while and then I was back in Ottawa for five years. Which island? Um, Vancouver Island. Vancouver Island. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Living here, you just say the island, but yeah. So Ottawa, talk about an unsexy city. Yeah, I, I went there once, and uh, it felt like a zombie apocalypse movie, because <laughs> uh, the, I was there on the weekend, and it was just very big streets, and no traffic whatsoever, no people, and I was like, what is happening? During here? the pandemic? or No, that was uh, 2016 or 17. Yeah, it was just the weekend, so I guess the government employee left or whatever. In the summer? Uh, yeah. Yeah, people go away in the summer. Yeah, it's like, I would describe it as pretty soulless mm. and unsexy. Mm. Quite unsexy. Not that there are unsexy people there. Like, the men I would meet in Ottawa were very much, like, interested in actually, like, settling down and having a family and moving to the suburbs. Or they'd already bought a house in the suburbs and they were just, like, looking for the right soccer mom. Just gonna fill in the spot. Yeah, yeah. and, like, that's not me. I'm not gonna be your dream soccer mom. Really? So what's your what's your thing? What's my thing? Yeah. Um, what do you want to be? <laughs> yeah, I don't aspire to soccer mom. I like what I am right now. Like, it's cool. I like doing stand-up and writing and mm. coaching. And I like to have, like, a pretty, like, a free creative lifestyle. I used to move a lot and I used to travel a lot. Like, too much. Okay. Um, and I've gotten that out of my system, but I just like a little bit more freedom to live a creative life. So and... how, uh, how does a man fit into that picture? I would prefer to be with someone creative. Yeah. So it's the mindset, I think, where it's like, 
Okay, if you're with someone who works nine to five and has the mindset of like, this is how life's gonna be. Okay, I'm gonna like meet the right person, we're gonna get married, have four kids, and then we're gonna like live in the same city for the rest of our lives. Where if you're with someone who's like, so like a conscious entrepreneur, for example, or like an artist, mm. even just someone who's creative, then they're more open-minded to like where life takes them and to a different kind of partnership maybe mm. where, I mean, stand up, maybe you're traveling a lot. Maybe sometimes you travel together. Maybe sometimes you don't. So yeah, I think it's more the mindset and just openness to life and to change. Like I'm always evolving and I have different, I go through different obsessions. You What's know, your where obsession like, right now? Stand up's my obsession right now, but I like have been obsessed with dance in the past. Mm. And like, I used to be really religious. What kind of dance? A lot of salsa, salsa bachata, Latin dance. And I I performed, competed. Now, actually, I'm going to a dance class. I have to watch the time because I'm going to a dance class today at uh, at 2.15. It's noon. Okay, yeah, we have lots of time. I've got to go and drain the pimple (laughs) on my my butt. Uh, Right, tell the lucky listeners about your butt uh, pimple. I was at a bachelorette yesterday and I realized there's a massive, like a... Like a quarter-sized pimple. Well, like the... Quarter-sized. Okay, it's it's more like the whole affected area, it's like a quarter-sized. How do you even... Like, are you rubbing your butt with lard at night? Like, how do you get a pimple that big? I don't know. It's all the hands. All the hands? What does <laughs> on, that mean? On my butt. Bachelorette's things happen. I get touched. Uh, you should be like, ladies, wash your hands. <laughs> I should. Uh, yeah. My one rule was no permanent marks and no hitting. But now I'm like, <laughs> wash your hands. Uh, yeah, so I just no got hitting. a massive oh my God. pimple on my butt. And I have another batch of to go to. I'll probably pick up some concealer or something. So your nurse friend's going to drain it for yeah. you with a needle? She said she would, and I, I don't know. I trust her nursing skills, but I'm also... I got a concussion when I was like six. For some reason, they had to do some sort of vitamin injections or whatever and i have like a thing for needles in in my butt like a I, thing like a kink like i, I no, love no, needles no, in the my opposite, butt <laughs> the opposite where i'm like no needles even remotely close to my butt okay i'm gonna back up because you said you got a concussion i've yeah. met quite a few comedians who got concussions when they were younger i'm trying to teams. say <laughs> <laughs> you want a male comedian brain damage <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you still want to be a chuckle, chuckle fucker? Yeah, please? so like, <laughs> I um, it was uh, August 31st mm-hmm. uh, when I was six. And then September 1st is like the first day of school in Eastern European countries. Uh, and then the night before the first day of school, we're outside. And I was throwing rocks at this girl's window. Mm-hmm. This girl I liked. And it was a bunch of us. And then I was throwing rocks. And then the light turned on. It was like mm. night, uh, and I, I turned around to run and hide, and there was a bunch of like concrete slabs behind me, and as I turned, it was like right up to my knee, so I basically tripped over it and hit, <laughs> and hit another one with my brow, like right on the corner. Mm, this is the this is the making of a dating podcaster. <laughs> um, no game whatsoever when you're younger. This is like the story actually of every pickup artist, where they're like, yeah, I was like so nervous around women, I would throw throw rocks at them and Not then I would them. fall on the ground and get a concussion <laughs> no, it was, it <laughs> at was, that window I get it was like. cute it was like small rocks at the window sure uh, it was yeah. cute it was adorable <laughs> did she did she like date you afterwards or kiss you or something or uh I don't even remember who it was yeah, but I was, I was, I remember I was bleeding a lot and then I like cupped my brow and I, cause I was staying with my grandma at the time. So I just went to my grandma's place and she was like, what the fuck? It's, it's like 10 PM. What are you doing? Cause it was all the Eastern Europe, all the kids. Playing. You just run around at 10 PM at night. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. So I was taken to the hospital. I got nine stitches on my brow. Mm-hmm. There's no, I don't see. Oh, there's a little scar. Like yeah. I, this is as high as I can live both. That's Pretty high. He's lifting his brows. Yeah. That's pretty well, high. Well, compared to the... Oh, a little bit. Yeah. I, mean? yeah, I see. Like, a little, little tiny bit. Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, and I missed three months of grade one. Because of that. Yeah, a concussion. See, that, that's an example of, like, a childhood story that could really limit your dating life for the rest <laughs> of your life, right? Like, because with my clients, we go back and, like, what are... 
what are your earliest love memories? And yeah. like, what are the ones that stand out? Like, if you fucking try to flirt with a girl and then you end up in the hospital afterwards, like, that's not a good association with love and flirting. Yeah. It's like, dang, if, if I try to get with a girl, like, I'm going to end up injured. You yeah. know what? Your little childhood brain processes things in wasn't, a funky way. Wasn't the first time. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> what else, too? I was, no, I'm kidding. Uh, all right. You're picking up these obsessions every now and then. Um, you were obsessed with religion before, too, you said. Yeah. So when I was in high school, I was Pentecostal Christian. And that was my, my choice. Like, I sought it yeah. out. And then when I was in college, some very hot Mormon missionaries came to my door. <laughs> I was like, yes, I'll convert to your religion. Um, so then I was Mormon for four years. Okay. And I was actually married when I was Mormon. Yeah. How many wives was it? Uh, I hate that joke. No, no. Because actual Mormons don't practice polygamy like they haven't for like over 100 years. Like for Mormon fundamentalists. Oh, there's a subsection. Yeah, of but they're they're like not affiliated with the actual Mormon Church. Yeah. But like, yeah, those the ones that are living like out in the sticks and having okay. like twenty wives. That's like separate. So no, just me, just the one wife. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah, we got married at twenty. I, we were both virgins. That was uh, interesting. Losing the virginity on the wedding night. The look on your face. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Yeah. For me, like, that, that would be almost mm-hmm. the worst case scenario mm-hmm. where it's like you, you know, you connect with someone and uh, you're like, this is the person. And then when things get to the sexual relationship, mm-hmm. you're just not mm-hmm. compatible. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, I guess, I guess you wouldn't really have that many expectations anyways, but still. We didn't. Yeah. I'm not my, saying that's the case yeah. for you. I'm saying like that that's like the worst case scenario in my mind. Yeah. 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 And that was really the case. Like we both didn't have any experience. We didn't know what we were doing. Um, now having more experience, I know that like we just didn't have a lot of uh, chemistry. Mm. We weren't very compatible. Not that he wasn't like a very attractive person and yada yada. So, so now I wouldn't do that. Like I feel like sex is important. Do you get it out of the way or what? No, no. Um, I don't mean that. Like, I just, I, I do, like, kiss more early than mm-hmm. I used to. Kissing like, is another one. Yeah. Like, it's on the list for me of non-negotiable almost. Because mm-hmm. if the person's not a good kisser, I'm like. Right. But is yeah. it, because it could be a bad kisser and then it just gets better. I feel like people adjust with kissing very quickly. Like, you can adjust someone's kissing with your own kissing. <laughs> Unless they have some sort of hang-ups about kissing. Oh. Like, if they don't like kissing. Mm. Well, that's, yeah. That's a thing. And I remember someone telling me once, like, they were kissing a girl who smoked and, like, that they just couldn't oh, do it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like that. No smokers. Um, so no, sorry to the people who smoke, but... Yeah. Um, I'm a, actually, it doesn't, doesn't hey. bother me that much. Really? Smoker. Well, I don't like the idea that someone's a smoker just because yeah. of everything that goes with it. But kissing-wise, like, no, it didn't really bother me. But yeah, so I do want to, like, be a little more touchy and kissy sooner. Mm. Like, I w- if I like someone on the first date, then Why I will want to be more touchy and kissy. Just just to see if there's physical chemistry. Okay. Like, that's really, really important to me is physical chemistry. I'm in my 30s, so... Dirty <laughs> <laughs> 30s. Like... <laughs> It's got to be there, yeah. like for sure. And I didn't, I think I didn't understand that when I was younger. I wish I'd understood that more, like how important it is. Mm. How long were you married for? Um, so yeah, two and a half years. We were together three, so we got married pretty quick. Okay. No wonder when I was like, yeah, that was pretty quick. You're like, I wouldn't do it now. <laughs> yeah. But okay. Keeping in mind we're religious. Yeah. Yeah. And Mormon. Mormons get married fast. Because they're, they're not having sex before marriage. So it's like, where do we sign? Let's get this going. That's how they get you. Mm-hmm. It's the carrot and the stick or whatever. Yeah, but it works in favor, I guess, if for people who really want to get married. It's like, mm. you can lock it down pretty fast. Yeah. Like, if I, if I really wanted to be married, like, I would just become Mormon again. <laughs> I'd find the husband so fast. He would for sure be younger. But that's okay. 
Yeah, maybe it's time to become Mormon again. <laughs> this whole thing is uh, an ad for the Mormon Church, apparently. No, I'm kidding. Like, I don't want to live that lifestyle. Uh, and, and I don't want to get married that badly, yeah. so. Do you want to have kids? Is that... I don't know. I'm open to having one. My mom kept saying, like, I, I told my mom, um, I tell my mom about my dates and stuff. And, like, I had dated someone during the pandemic who, like, really wanted a lot of kids. And she's like, well, what did you say? I'm like, well, I just said, like, I'm not sure or whatever. I was honest. Like, I was, like, kind of like, well, I think I just would want one, but who knows? She's like, well, you should just say that you're... You're open to it. You're you're open to however many kids. I'm like, mom, <laughs> she's trying to teach me how to trap a man. I'm like, I'm good. I'm like, <laughs> it's fine. I'm not going to pretend that I want four kids. But that it actually is true. Like, I'm open to having a child. I don't think I'd have more than one, especially since I'm in my 30s. Like, I don't have time to, like, pop out three kids. Mm. Yeah, I, I think it would be a bit much to have so many kids. And I don't... My view of marriage is different. You know, like, I'm not super eager to get married again. Mm -hmm. But I think if I was with someone and I it made sense and I just, like, wanted to and I was excited to, mm -hmm. then sure. That's what I was going to ask because uh, you were talking about getting an artistic partner. So mm -hmm. would that be, like, a monogamous relationship or...? <laughs> um, I've asked myself a lot, like, if I would be open to an open relationship. From most, I've read a lot about it, and most of the articles I read, like, people do it, like, after 20 years, they're like, let's open things up, because they get bored. So maybe, like, yeah, ask me when I've been with someone for 10 years, and maybe, um, I think at the beginning I would want to be monogamous, mm. but maybe, like, later on. But the thing about that is, like, it is, it's actually a lot to manage. Like, there are a lot of rules. To uh, an open relationship. To an open relationship, like... I mean, there has to be a lot of respect. There has to be a lot of open communication. Mm. And some people want to talk about it. Some people don't want to talk about it. And you have to manage your time. Mm. And then if you end up having, like, a girlfriend or a boyfriend on the side, you have to manage that and, like, fit that all in. Yeah. I, I get the open relationship aspect of things, but I wouldn't want to do poly. Because once yeah. I think once you get a girlfriend on the side, that's poly now. That's, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Then Open, that's, just that's go hard. and, you know, f f fuck somewhere and probably don't tell me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, yeah. Yeah, I feel like maybe, like, maybe a couple of hall passes or something like that where yeah. it's, like, at a certain point. You, you just, could, like, you just get one pass. every Christmas, like, like a <laughs> card, and then you can use it anytime. You can also it, transfer it into the next year. Yeah, 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 totally. But I'm all about equality. And this is the thing is like, I don't want someone who's going to be like, it, it's only in their favor. Mm. Has to be in my favor as well. Because it's different. Like, I feel like men can just, I shouldn't generalize, but like some people can just go have a one night stand. And it's like, that's what they want. Mm -hmm. Whereas for me, like, that's not going to be satisfying. Like, I'm not interested in one night stands. So it would have to be like a whole thing. Like there has to be training involved, emotion, a little bit of at least, like, liking each other or, mm -hmm. or like... So we can talk about how, like, it, there's actually different um, sexual languages, just like how there's different love languages. Oh! Yeah, so there's um, sensual, there's kink, there is, like, just sexual, where it's that's, like, what people think of as sex is just, like, banging. And then there's, like, um, uh, shapeshifter, where it's everything. Mm -hmm. what's, uh, what's the sensual one? So sensual which is what I am, it's, like, a lot of, like, touch and caressing. Okay. And atmosphere is really important. Mm. So, like, the environment around you, if there's, like, fluorescent lights and stuff, is, like, going to be too distracting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And probably, like, the kissing and all that is more important. Mm. So that, it's, like, a whole experience then, right? Like, massages and baths and all of that. <laughs> so for a one-night stand, it's, like, Okay, like, am I going to have to, like, bring candles with me and massage oil to this club? And, like, do you have four hours so that we can, you can give me a massage and then we can, like, do all this foreplay and whatever? Like, it's, it just doesn't make sense. Mm. And, um, is it I, just the four? Um, and then the fifth one is energetic. Oh. Which I don't fully understand. So that's kind of like tantric, where okay. you can kind of, you, like, you can get aroused without touch. Mm. 
even from across the room, it's like the energy, like a Care Bear stare. You're just like sending that energy out. Okay. Do you know what Care Bears are? <laughs> no. Okay. Super old reference. Uh, now you I'm can also, see. No, it's not, it's not so much that it's an old reference. I'm, I, I grew up in Eastern Europe, so. It's true. Yeah. We'll say it's. All I know is it's different from Teletubbies, right? <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Totally different from Teletubbies. All right. A little bit earlier than that. So, but yeah, so super cool. Like, and that was really interesting to me mm. to hear about those different level or sexual languages. Cause I'm like, oh, it makes so much sense because I feel like some of the partners I've had, we've had different sexual languages and I just like, it did not do it for me. You know, like I just, is it the same yeah. as love languages where depending on what love language you need, that's the one you usually use by default. Like, is it the same with sex? Yes. It's this, like what you give is what you want. Yeah. And you can improve all your areas, mm. but like you have a dominant one and then shapeshifters do all of them, but usually they'll just do whatever the other person wants. So sometimes mm. it can be less satisfying for them because it's not really what they want. But um, like, I just pr would prefer to be with someone who's also sensual. Mm. Looking back, the, it's always been the best with someone who's, who's very sensual. And also the environment has really mattered now that I think of it. Mm. So, yeah, I pay attention to that. And that's why, going back to the hall pass thing, it needs to be a scenario where it's, it would be good for me, too. So probably it wouldn't be, like, a one-night stand then. It's weird, though, because in society we put more value on, like, different types of sex, depend on depending on the languages you described. Like, if you had someone go off and just fuck someone compared to someone go off and have sensual sex with someone, you'd be mm -hmm. like, oh that person cheated more <laughs> or like, which person oh, cheated more the central one. Oh, okay it's, i don't know i feel I like so. there's a perception of more of a bigger connection i think it's true during yeah there is <laughs> but maybe not because energetic i would think of as more connection i think like you can have just straight up sex like just sexual mm. and there not be connection you don't even have to look at each other yeah um but or see each other or see each other like, through, you can do it through a glory hole. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so who knows? I've heard, like, oftentimes men get burned when they try to open things up because it ends up that the woman, like, has no... She can get anyone, no right? Trouble. Like, yeah. one push of a button, she gets all the dick she wants, and then the guy ends up, like, having a really hard time getting someone. So... Mm -hmm.